श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जय श्री ग्रंथराज श्रीमद् भागवतम की जय श्री गोपाष्टमे की जय कोर भक्त वृंद की जय ओ प्रेमनंदे Srimad Bhagavatam, first canto, chapter 2. In this section of the Bhagavatam, the Sutta Goswami is answering the questions of the sages. It arose, arose in chapter 1. And, and then we come to text 15. Briefly, text 14 was a, a resting point from the uh, Goswami's, Sutta Goswami's effort to establish Prema Bhakti, Prema Dharma, Parodharma, in contrast to Dharma in general, the general religious idea, and in contrast to Gyan or Mukti. Um, at resting point, he says, Tasmadekena Manasa. So, therefore, resting point, therefore, concluding verse, Ekenamanasa, one-mindedness, he said, with one-mindedness, Bhagavan satpatam pati shota vyaktita vyaschadyeya pujastanitada. One should hear about shota vyadiri, one should kirta vyascha, hmm? And one should hear about, one should chant about, one should remember or meditate upon. Hmm? Bhagavan, who is Sattvatam Pati, hmm? he is the maintainer, the Pati, hmm? of the Sattvata, of the devotees. And devotees mean who are truthful, their preoccupation is Param Satyam Param Dimahi. Hmm? They are always meditating on the supreme truth. So, we emphasized in our last discussion this description of Bhagavan here, Satvatampati. He protects his, he, he, he maintains his devotees. This is the central aspect of what? Sharanagati. Yes, this Gopritva um, Varanam Tata. Krishna will maintain me. So, Maintain his devotees, we should be confident of this, take shelter of him, not any other god. This is the idea. This is what is required, this kind of conviction, this kind of faith for taking up the path of bhakti sarva dharman ja. Give up the gods, give up religion. Worship Govinda, Upendra. He was given these names, Govinda, by Indra and all the gods. In one sense it means the god of Indra, the god of the gods. This is all occurring this month in the Govardhan. Leela, for example, just passed. That uh, is one of the many festive um, holy days, the month of Kartik, for remembering the Leelas of Bhagavan. So, Bhagavan, Sarvatampati, with one-mindedness, means not overshadowed by karma or by jnana, by these aspirations or these, the sense that if I don't 
perform the ordinary religious karmic activities, if I have to forego them for the sake of bhakti, there will be some, some loss. No. Neither for attaining anything material, neither for attaining anything beyond material, liberation, that is to say. So he concludes here, he rests here for a moment, and then he picks up. Hmm? And what we have here now is the section following, beginning with tonight's verse, is a, a, the basis, really, over a number of verses, the basis for Rupa Goswami's um, verses, two of them, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, in which he outlines the different stages from Shraddha to Prem, Ado Shraddha Tata Sadhu Sangha, Bhajana Kriya Anarta Nirvitti Tata Nishtas Tata Ruchi Prema, Asakti, Ruchi's Asakti Bhav Prema. So, faith, Sadhu Sangha, association with devotees, in the context in which we find our guru and we get the practices, so we do the bhajana kriya, the life of, of, of practice, anartanavritti, uh, the overcoming, in the context of bhakti, the un- false values, unwanted things, steadiness in devotion, nishta, ruchi, taste for bhakti, asakti, attachment to the object of bhakti, Krishna, bhava, and Prem, these are the stages. So briefly, they're gone over here. This is the, the, the basis for them. The Goswami's books are not based on anything other than Srimad Bhagavatam. They all constitute a commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam in one sense. Hmm. So, here, tonight's verse. Yad Yasina Yukta Karma Granti Nibandhanam Chindandi Kopidastasya Kunakuryat Kataratim Sutta Goswami says, with the sword in hand, hmm, asina, hmm, with the sword, those who are kobida, chindanti, intelligent people, they cut the karma granti nibandhanam, the knot of karma, hmm, by the power of remembering Yadanud Yasina, by the power of remembering the, the pastimes of the Lord. So, therefore, who, the idea here is, given in their right mind, will not um, uh, fix their minds, pay attention to his messages, messages about him descriptions about him. So three things are discussed in this verse. Overtly, we find it mention of remembrance, smarnam. This is a uh, the, the full measure of the idea is something that comes uh, as we progress, as the heart becomes cleansed and so forth. Some internal absorption. Smarnam, as mentioned, its power and also um, the cutting of the knot of karma. And indirectly what's mentioned here, the third thing is Shraddha, which is, of course, the beginning of bhakti. 
been, an effort has been made here to shed light on, on why we should have faith in bhakti, why it's complete as opposed to jnana or, or the karma marg and so forth in previous verses. So now he begins with, it's about faith indirectly because it's a glorification of bhakti that says what? That if, um, that their remembrance of the Lord's leelas is like a sword hmm, of knowledge that cuts the, 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 the knot of karma. Mishnah hmm. Chakravitakur uh, has said that one way to think of this verse is that um, people in olden times and they would travel with a stick not when he wrote about it but for us and in the stick they would have like a cloth and they would wrap up in that their belongings or in India they would take out some food enough rice to cook for the day somewhere or something like that <laughs> so this they would be maintaining themselves by this this would be cut this knot the knot that, and one will depend completely upon the Lord. Hmm. That, that maintaining, sustaining oneself in the pursuit of that that is perpetuating the problem hmm, of material existence. Therefore, two hands up, we have to let go. Hare Krishna. Hmm. Like Draupadi, she held the one hand, clutched to her sari, the other hand she lifted up, hey Govinda, hey Govinda. But the sari kept unraveling the story in Mahabharata when she was, Pandavas lost the gambling match and she was bet and she was lost. So then Dushashana, I think it was, he tried to disrobe her hmm, in public, uh, unbecoming. And uh, so she held on, lifted one hand and, oh, Govinda. But the sari kept, was unraveling. And so she had, she let go both hands, oh, Govinda. And then the sari was, turned out to be unlimited. <laughs> So both hands up, depend completely on him, hmm, is the idea. Hmm. The living, that is, in remembrance of him. Hmm. So this is meant to then generate faith, this kind of a statement, which is then the beginning stage of bhakti, faith in the efficacy of bhakti. That's been going on for some time, but the statement here... Um, uh, it's taken in this way by Vishwana Chakmati Thakur as, well, he doesn't take it this way, but he speaks, of, he cites a, a number of verses which have been referenced every, elsewhere in other talks that we've had as to the fact that faith is the beginning of bhakti. He makes the point also that even if one doesn't have faith, but we find there are people that don't have faith, but they become attracted to the pastimes of Krishna, even though they don't have faith. And that attraction, remembrance, is taking away their karma, <laughs> even before they have faith. So, what to speak then? The point is, of one who has faith takes us up in all the things that have been said thus far, and makes with some 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 kalpa, some resolve, some vow to, for the life of of bhakti. Hmm? This will surely uh, karma grantini bandana. This will surely unravel the knot of our karmic implications. The most prominent of which, of course, is the prarabdha. So, 
this is making a strong statement. The prarabdha is the karma that is already bearing fruit. Just like if you get, I've given the example before, let's say you take some precautionary measures, like you get a flu shot so that you don't get the flu. You might have gotten the flu. There's a likelihood that's why people get the flu shots. So so you can uh, be proactive and conduct yourself in such a way that the likelihood of your getting the flu is much less. If, however, you already get the flu, I got a flu shot. Gurnish and I got a flu shot. I feel like I got the flu. (laughs) But she said, now if you get sick after this, it's not the shot. Okay, she said, there's something in the air and it takes a couple weeks for this shot to get, you know, to have its effect and so forth. So anyway, my point is, if you get the flu, once you've got it, then what can you do, right? Shot's not going to work then. You've got to wait it out. So there's karma that's already bearing fruit right now. And and so the general idea is that that karma has to play itself out, exhaust itself, go the full circle. Get its nature has to get its revenge. We've taken, we've sown. Now we have to reap, and so forth. So this is there's other karma that has not yet begun to bear fruit. In the general sense, we call it aprarabdha. And then there's the prarabdha. Aprarabdha means it hasn't manifest yet. And there are different stages of that. And the prarabdha is the karma, as I said, it's already manifesting now in this life. So generally the idea is, thought, is, is in Gyanmarg and Yogamarg, for example, which are transcendental paths, and we've discussed them here. They've come up in the context of these, uh, the answer of Sutta Goswami. Um, if we do varnashram without desire for the fruits, in other words, we act according to the karmic conjunctions without desiring the fruits, nishkam instead of sakam karma, then this is yogic. This takes us in a spiritual direction. So the yogis pass through this, the gyanis pass through this, and so forth. We talked about this to some extent, and of course, bhakti is the supreme transcendental path. It doesn't crosses over the head of karma altogether. Um, but the, within these two other transcendental paths, by which one, with a little bit of bhakti, can attain what? Yes, but the Brahma, the, the jnanis can attain? What do they attain? Brahma Eti, and the yogis? Paramatma Eti, and the devotees? Bhagavan Eti, Sabdite. So important verse in this, in this section. So, uh, the, these two other transcendental paths, as I say, if there's a little bhakti mixed in with them, they become transcendental paths. They, um, while the, 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 the predominance of the path is yoga and jnana and not bhakti, in these paths it's thought that that because bhakti, they don't think like this, but this is the reason. Because bhakti is not prominent, the parabdha is not removed. Bhakti comes in a sattviki form. It's interesting because the Mayavadis, they like to think that bhakti is sattviki, and for them it is. 
In other words, there's a, there's a form of bhakti who takes, she takes the form of the mode of goodness and helps the, and, uh, the, the jnanis hmm? and the yogis achieve their, their goal. At any rate, they understand that on their past, that karma, that parabdha karma has to play itself out. And when it's finished, the body drops and then they attain their, their ideal. But the wonderful uh, power of bhakti, in one sense, uh, is in this regard that it can destroy the parabdha. And if I've given the example, so you can understand that's pretty extraordinary. If you've already got the flu and I can say, it's gone. <laughs> Chant this mantra and it'll go away, even though it's already started. So this is the idea of uh, the efficacy of bhakti being with regard to karma being greater than that of the path of uh, the path of jnana or, or yoga. Hmm. What to speak of karma? Karma is the perpetuation of, of, of karma. Hmm. So, the karma mark, the dharma mark. So, um, what does that mean? This is, this is a big part of the verse here. Karma bandhi, karma granti nibandhana. What does it mean? Because without karma, what sustains this uh, body? It is a product of karma. Your birth is a product of your karma. Right? You were born with a certain father and mother. Will bhakti change that? Is bhakti going to cha- change who your father and mother is? Yes, that's true too. Your father will be Nanda Maharaj and just show them my... <laughs> And someone else more particular, but in a general sense, this you'll start to identify with. Hmm? Uh, like Mahaprabhu says, Ayinanda Tanuja, King Karam. He's in Asakti in the stage of Shikshastakam. All the karma is going away at this point. Hmm? Karma is eradicated, the Bhagavatam says, immediately. Hmm? It says, but it has to be, we have to think about that now, uh, because we don't see that happen. So what does it mean? Bhagavatam says, yet, what is it? Yannama deha shavananu kirtanat yat pravdadya smaranat apikuchit sadyo pisadya savanaya kopate kutapunaste bhagavan nudarshanat sadyo pisadya sadyo pisadya sadyo means like immediately. So, yannama deha shavananu kirtanat yat smaranat one who hears and then chants and then remembers hmm? the holy name and all that's within the holy name if the form the, the, the qualities the leelas of the Lord for that person sadyupi sadya sabanaya kopate he immediately becomes qualified to perform the duties the responsibilities the the um, the occupation of a Brahmana, he can do a Vedic sacrifice, it means. So that indicates that if someone comes from a birth in which one does not have the qualities that um, warrant such a, an occupation, don't give them the disposition suitable for that, that they can overcome that. But the verse doesn't say that all the parabdha goes away. Hmm? Sanatana Goswami has, has stated 
in Hari Bhakti Bilas in his commentary there that we have to look at it like this that the good the bad the bad parabda is removed Jiva Goswami says the suffering from the bad parabda karma that we are reaping would would reap that will be removed hmm? and gradually Jiva Goswami says it's removed like if you stick a needle into a stack of leaves goes immediately, right? But still, each one, one by one, is pierced. So, there is a gradual <laughs> removal of the karma. And in Madhuri Kadambani, Vishwadak Chakrati Thakura said that the, 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 the anarthas coming from karma, they are removed at the stage of bhava, when asakti is, is, is complete, when attachment to Krishna is there and it turns into real emotional life. So, there is a gradual removal uh, of the prabda and some last vestiges of it remain. What remains is, for example, we don't change, you cannot change the karma that you were born of a particular father and mother. But the suffering from your prabda hmm, that you were due, that can be changed. Some things remain. But we want to say that at the, when we enter into bhava, even the father and mother is changed. <laughs> This is the idea. Your identity is completely cha- transformed at this point. You're identifying with the father and the mother, and at least in the general sense hmm, of Nanda and Yashoda, as the Stayibhav develops, which is much later in, in Bhav Bhakti, which is the basis then of Rasa. Hmm, then that focus becomes more particular. Who was my name? Who is my father? Who is my mother in the Braj? Hmm. When you appear there, that's who they're going to ask. But they're going to ask you, "Who's your father? Who's your mother?" You say, "I don't know." They say, "You didn't complete the process. <laughs> you don't belong here. You don't know who your father and mother is." So this Raghavati is very, uh, very specific. Hmm? It gives us a, a new identity. That identity is based on attachment, just like our present identity is. Mahaprabhu says, "Ainanda Tanuja, Kingaram." In the spirit of, in the sentiment of a maidservant, he says, I want that Nanda Maharaj will be my father. Hmm? I want to live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. As a young girl would marry and then move into the family uh, of her uh, husband's. Hmm? So, Mahaprabhu says, I want to become, uh, enter the house of Nanda Maharaj. So, this is where then the, this this karma bandhani granti uh, this knot of karma is completely eradicated. The and the devotee is still alive hmm, in this world, in bhava bhakti. And while the jnani has nothing more to do hmm, when the karma is finished, the devotee has more to do. So this is the low side, the byproduct of bhakti. And see how extraordinary it is the byproduct of bhakti, that it removes the karma. When, there are many examples, but um, the real fruit of the bhakti that's being talked about here that comes from Shraddha that he's trying to generate here hmm, to get us on the path so that we then embrace the sadhu sangha, take uh, good guidance and begin the process of bhajana kriya, hearing and chanting and so forth. The real fruit of this is love of God. Hmm. It's preem.
This is what he's advocating here. So, what is that then? We should we can just so all these things should make us go wow. Like at the verses, more or less saying, who in their right mind would take any other um, path, any other mark, any any uh, any other solution to the problems of life. The sages are wanting to know the solution to the problems of life. What's the best thing that one can do? And this will come up as we go on as Sutta Goswami is, as Sukadeva Goswami is, is um, enters onto the scene and Parikshit Maharaj is faced with the questions, what to do with, my, I'm going to die, what, how should I be spending my time? Hmm? And of course, we're dying all the time, so this should be our uh, preoccupation. It's not a preoccupation with morbidity, with, you know, with, uh, with, with death, but with, uh, with, um, with, the, with, the, with the sense that there's more to us. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something to us that, that doesn't die. A preoccupation with that. It only looks from one side like, you guys are pretty preoccupied with you know, negative things. There's a lot of good things to do in the world. We think, well, maybe, but you can't, you, know, you can't stay. So, so think deeper, something like that. So, so these kind of statements are made, as I say, to awaken faith. This is the beginning now of a section where we'll hear about faith. We'll hear about um, spiritual practice. We'll hear about nishta, ruchi, asakti, bhava, and prem, and so forth, in a kind of a condensed way over a half a dozen or so. Verses again. This is the section Bhagavatam from which then Rupa Goswami draws that those stages that he gives in two verses of his own in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So they're strong statements if you understand them. Hmm? Again, even without faith, remembering the pastime and becoming attracted to them, which people do. They go, "Oh, that's pretty cute. That's I like that Krishna. That's nice." The stories they don't understand the meaning. They don't have faith in their efficacy and so forth. Still, they're having they're having an effect. Hmm? What to speak then if we do it in a systematic way? Faith means then with a systematic way, through Guru Parampara, going with good guidance and so forth. This will surely eradicate the problems of karma, even the parabdha, and that will be the small part of what's happening, this byproduct only. Hmm. Meanwhile, while the karma is being retired, a house of bhakti is being built in Goloka Vrindavan there. Hmm. Right now, that's being built there. It's being erected. So this is the kind of confidence we should have and go on with our, with our bhakti. Remembering Krishna. Today is a nice day, of course. Remembering Krishna's pastime is very sweet for all of the devotees. Seeing Krishna and Balaram enter into the forest with the cows. This is said by the gopis in Vena Gita even to be the perfection of the eyes. <laughs> today is the Gopastami. Today is the day that we commemorate Krishna's becoming a cow herder. First he became a calf herder, and then he became an officially a cow herder in his Pogandalila. Pogandalila is that um, childhood lila after, after infancy. Hmm? I guess by childhood we can say boyhood. Boy, he's becoming a boy. Hmm? When Krishna starts to enter into his Pogandalila, then he doesn't want his mother's help to dress him anymore. 
And he starts to be a little, little concerned about how he dresses. It's like when I was a kid, you know, I told a story before. You'd go down for the Christmas tree, and, and then there'd be this package in that package, and you'd open up this one, and it was a sweater. And you go, sweater? What's that? <laughs> a sweater? <laughs> okay, thanks. Yeah. Who cares what you wear? Right, but one year you go, sweater? Well, that's cool. Yeah, and then, so there's a change, right, in, in the chemistry and so forth. So this age, <laughs> Krishna begins a little more concerned about what he's wearing and so forth. Maybe his chest becomes broader. Balaram the same. They're growing at the same, same rate. Hmm? They become more full and they become absorbed in, in boyhood pastimes. So they want to take out the cows. This is, of course, a huge issue for those in Vatsali Rasa because it will mean that Krishna will be gone all day long. So Mother Shoda and Nanda Maharaj are very much avoiding this. And it's not something that Krishna can speak directly to them about because they're so, you know, parents don't want the kids to grow up and leave home. They do, but they don't. <laughs> So you got to find an uncle to talk to or an aunt, right? So Krishna went to Nanda Maharaj's brothers and he was hanging out, him and Balaram were hanging out with them and not spending much time with Nanda Maharaj and, and so forth. And, uh, and the ladies were noticing this too and Malia Shoda was, they were trying to talk to Nanda Maharaj, trying to talk to Yashoda. We didn't have an ear for that. Hmm? Hmm. And, uh, of course, then the inevitable could not be avoided. This is the dharma of Krishna, to be a cowherd. It's beautiful how the leela unfolds as it manifests here. It's also it's eternal, obviously, but it's, it's unfolding as if it's happening for the first time. So Krishna's becoming a cowherder. He's living according to his dharma. One cannot change their nature. We have to go with that. Of course, we have to try to change our nature. That's another thing. Hmm. But that's hard to do. Hmm. There's the story of the camel and the scorpion, and the, the camel was scorpion wanted to cross the river, so it asked the camel for a ride on its hump, and the camel said, "No way! You know, you're going to bite me." He said, "No, look, let's make a deal. Just take me to the other side, you know, and and I won't bite you." So the camel agreed and got to the other side and the scorpion bit him and jumped off. And the camel said, why did you do that? And he said, well, I can't change my nature. You know, <laughs> wanted to. I meant my intentions were good, but <laughs> I couldn't change. But with the help of bhakti, then we can do such things, such miraculous things, such difficult things as changing our nature. But Krishna couldn't change his nature, and that's good. So we have our material nature that should that that should change, and the way to change it is to become absorbed in thinking about our eternal nature. That has great power. This is a very positive approach to to removing something that is negative. Replace that material nature that's not satisfying us with one that will. So anyway, Krishna became a cowherder and. Gradually, then the parents acquiesced, and of course, a festival was arranged, and uh, um, Krishna was given the jeweled stick, and he came and offered 
respects to the cows and gave them uh, sweets, uh, sweet grains, and so forth. Then to the Brahmins, then to his parents, and circumambulated them, and so on. It was given all the paraphernalia, and officially became a cow herder. And of course, the cows, if you may have noticed here, they don't like you don't go in front of them and call them like a dog, and they don't come. They might come sometimes if they know you have some food, but generally, the way to get the cow going is to go behind the cow. Hmm? And then she'll move forward. So Krishna's was behind all the cows, but they wouldn't move. Hmm? That's the opposite, in other words. But when he went in front, then they all followed him into the forest. Hmm? <laughs> the forest opened its arms like a great friend, embraced Krishna and Balaram. Hmm? Imagine the feeling of the forest of Vrindavan hmm? as Krishna. Now, for one, there is separation, and for the other, there is, there is union. So there's always union for Krishna <laughs> with, with some of his devotees, and always separation from some also as well. Hmm. So what's painful for the um, Vatsalya Bhaktas and the forest friends and, uh, and, and, and all there, this is their joy. And for the cowherd boys, this is their joy. On that day, the gopis lifted up their saris. They were just young girls, too. They lifted up their saris just enough for their feet to be shown. Like if you were going to, if you were wearing a sari and you were going to go into the, through the pasture. Right, you want to lift it up so that it doesn't get get dirty. Hmm? So this was their the intensity of their desire. They wanted to go, and, they, and without thinking about it, their skirts were lifted up. So this day, you can some of the temples will dress the the deity of Radha so that you can see her feet. It's one of the days. <laughs> hmm? There's another day this month also that occurs that where that takes place when. It's called Subalvesh. It's another wonderful pastime, Kauri pastime of the month of Kartik, when when uh, Krishna is in the forests with Radha, with with Subal, and he, he's pining for meeting with Radha, and he can't bear her separation, so he sends Subal together in the middle of the day, which is an impossible feat. But off Subal goes, you know, I'll do it somehow or other. And uh, so Radha is at home. Subal comes. The mother-in-law of Radharani, who, who was always trying to keep that black snake Krishna <coughs> away from her daughter, <coughs> sees Subal and thinks, Krishna must be nearby. Hmm, where is that guy? What are you doing here? <coughs> and Subal says, no, 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 the calf was lost from the herd. He came in this direction. I'm looking for him. Well, get that calf and, and be on your way. <coughs> and where is that Krishna? He must be around here. And so, so off he goes and sneaks into the house to meet Radharani. Hmm? And he says, Krishna's gone, you have to come at this time. She says, I can't come, it's broad daylight. How can I walk out here and go there? That's not possible. We can barely meet him at night. Hmm? And uh, Subal says, well, here, you take my clothes and I will take your clothes. Hmm? Subal and Radharani, their faces look alike. It's said in... Radha Sahasranam, a thousand names of Radha. One of the names is that uh, 
Yeah. And the implication of it is that when Radha wants to taste Sakyarasa, she becomes Subal. So Subal is a particular manifestation of Radha for Sakyarasa, and he's a Priyanarmasakka, so he's involved in the romantic life and, and so forth. So <laughs> they look alike. <laughs> and so they change clothes, and Radha goes out, and, and she has her hands like this, covering her breasts like she's carrying a calf <laughs> underneath her uh, cowherd outfit, you know, otherwise it would look a little different. <laughs> Subal doesn't have big breasts, and so, so she's like this, and then she pretends that she's Subal, and she makes it out and to, to see Krishna. So her feet are showing, because she's wearing, you know, a short cowherd dress, not a long sari. Hmm. Of course, to finish the story, then she arrives there, and Krishna sees her and says, Subal, what happened? Why didn't you bring her? Hmm? And he says, Radha says, imitating the voice of Subal, oh, she wasn't thinking of this, but now the opportunity arises. Oh, I tried, hmm? but it was impossible. However, I've brought uh, Chandravali, and she's right nearby. I can get her in just a minute. And Krishna says something like, oh, you know, what, who, how could... Who, who wants a, you know, a stone you know, in place of a precious diamond? I wanted a diamond. Did you bring me a stone? <laughs> How is that? So Radharani's very pleased by that. And then she says, just see, it's me. Here. <laughs> so this is called Subalvesh. Subalvesh means the dress of Subal. And that day also then in the temples, you can see the feet of Radharani, which is, very, this is a very rare thing. <laughs> So, these are the kind of remembrances, then, that this verse is talking about. Not difficult. Hmm? They're attractive even if you don't have faith in them. And if you, if, you, if you listen to them enough, and you remember them enough, and you learn to be preoccupied with them, you'll find that they have great power. Hmm? You'll find your nature is changing. Hmm? Your karma is even the parabdha, what to speak of the other karma also, that's all, it's not manifest, that's not even going to manifest. Such power, the remembrance of the Lord's leelas have, and so easy it is to remember them. These are such nice stories. Hmm? As I said before, so this bhakti is such a user-friendly path. Therefore, this statement of the Bhagavatam here, it's like saying this, who, so who in their right mind? would accept any other path. Hmm? This way the Bhagavatam kind of embarrasses us, so to speak, into, into the uh, full embrace of bhakti. Chi gopastami ki jai? Gantrasimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Any question? All right, let's stop there. Go premanande.